0: Earth science teaches us that there is a very healthy, mutual relationship that is life-giving between the plants and the trees that breathe out oxygen. We breathe it in. We give off the carbon dioxide. They breathe that in. And this relationship is a very healthy, symbiotic relationship. Symbios, with life. Biologically symbiotic. It's a beautiful thing. It's natural. It's God's wonderful creation. There are other relationships that are not so symbiotic in that healthy sense. They're symbiotic in a very unhealthy manner. They're what we call antagonistic symbiotic relationships and they happen for the most part among us if you're in a relationship with someone or have been where it's antagonistic you know what I'm talking about in other words you live to live together a husband a wife family friends children or your neighborhood or the person just down the door from you in your apartment building, or someone that you have to bump into all the time, someone that's part of your life, whether you like it or not, they're there at school, at work, right in your own home, and they're antagonistic towards you. You have to live with them, that's the symbios, the symbiotic part, but they're antagonistic and you can't seem to shake them from your life. And what does that do to you? Well, it would be like the plants giving off CO2 and we start breathing that in. And that can make you sick. That can hurt you. That can even kill you. And that's what it is for some of us who live in those relationships where I just I have to live with this person, but I just can't stand them. This does not happen at St. Anne's, I assure you, right? We all live in the most perfect relationships, don't we? We all get along. We all just love each other with the love of Jesus in our hearts. So perfect, as Jesus says, be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, right? But I think we're all realists and we all know This is not easy. And just as a footnote, isn't it always interesting that the other person is the problem? I'm never the problem, right? I'm never the cause of the antagonism. It's always the other guy, the other person, right? Well, what do we do with antagonistic relationships? Antagonism and this symbiotic problem. Well, our Lord is giving us some insights. First of all, he's telling us that we are not to take revenge. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, no more. No, no. I say, offer no resistance to one who is evil. Now that sounds crazy. It's counterintuitive. If someone's being mean to me, if they're bullying me, and that's a big issue these days, isn't it? Then I should bully back. If they say bad things about me, I'll say bad things about them. If they write me a nasty email or letter or text or leave a nasty message on my phone, I'll get even. Do you see what I'm saying? That's the kind of relationship Jesus is saying doesn't work. We think it does, but it doesn't. Because in the end, we've allowed those people to have power over us and now we have fallen in to their sickness. We've allowed them to make us sick with their anger, with their frustrations, with their issues, with their addictions, or whatever. That's why our Lord is saying, no, you stand there before that power and you have a choice. You can either say, I'm going to allow you to have power over me or not. Remember that old Expression, talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. I'm not interested. What are you doing when you put your hand up like that? You're putting a shield up that says, no, I will not take this. It's very important that we, over time, do this even with the ones we love. Because ironically, often the ones we love can make us sick. What? Yeah. Yeah. We know that certainly in alcoholism, the great substance abuse and chemical dependency. Wow. The member of the family that gets sick with this disease and everyone says, But we love dad or love mom or we, we love we want to reach out and they do, but then it gets strange and then there's codependency. And twelve steps with AA is a brilliant insight into how relationships can become antagonistically symbiotic. We have to live with them, but now their sickness becomes, in some sense, our sickness. We love mom and dad, and we love our children, we love our friends and family, but so often, at times, they can make us sick. If you've ever had that experience, don't raise your hand because you probably are sitting next to somebody you love very much, right? Don't give it away. But I know and you know. I get emails sometimes oh from one or two of you and you know who you are out there who can be very antagonistic towards me. I say one or two because they're not here today, but but what's my response? Or when someone approaches me as a priest after Mass and says, you know, that homily, I'm going to take you on on this. And they start going on and on and on. And your first response is, hey, wait a minute. I'm going to get even with you. No. No, you stand there. And you let them rant and rave. And when you get quiet, when you get very quiet before them, More often than not, they're going to say, well, what's wrong with you? Don't you have something to say? Aren't you going to react to me? Aren't you going to get angry with me? Just get quiet. They hate that. They hate it when you get quiet. Why? Why? Because you're acknowledging that they don't have power over you. You're acknowledging that they can't get under your skin. Now this takes time. It takes a lot of practice, but practice makes perfect. Just as your heavenly Father is perfect. Ah. Over time, with God's great grace, we acknowledge that you don't have that power over me unless it came to you from God above. In other words, friends, you and I are empowered by the Holy Spirit to stand strong before the voices, the persons, the places, and things that get us, draw us in to a sickness of those relationships that are very dear or necessary, and we want to have some control over it. But the control over these relationships is not to buy into their sickness, into their power, but to put up the Teflon hand and to say, "Uh uh-uh, no. And to get quiet. And when we get quiet, the first thing we do is pray. Come, Holy Spirit, grant me peace. Grant me peace. Grant me patience and get quiet before that. This is beautifully displayed by Jesus himself on Good Friday and in many other cases in the New Testament. But there he is on Good Friday standing before Pontius Pilate. Jesus is totally scourged, blood everywhere, crown of thorns. In a few hours he will be crucified on a cross. And there's Pontius who says, Are you a king? And Jesus says, You say so. Don't you realize I have the power to crucify you? says Pontius. Jesus gets quiet. And then Pontius says, Have you nothing to say? Look at the antagonism, look at the relationship. Jesus could have blown him away right there. If I were Jesus, I would have taken it right out on Pontius. Taken this crown of thorns and said, this is for you. Take your crown and give it to me. Want some blood? I would have gotten even. Now, what does Jesus do? He gets quiet. And Pontius says, have you nothing to say? And Jesus says, you would have nothing. No power over me whatsoever, unless it came to you from above. Which drives Pontius Pilate batty. He goes nuts. He can't stand it. He has no more time for Jesus, so he hands him over to be crucified. But Jesus wins in the end, doesn't he? And you can too. Because you can walk away from people like that and situations like that that are antagonistic. Not always easy, especially if you have to live with someone. Be close to them. But you can. Over time, you begin to see through them and to see that Jesus in them who is the Jesus in you. Or the Mary in them, who is the Blessed Virgin in you. You begin to look at people as icons of the image and likeness of God. And over time, I'm telling you, it does work if you practice this. You begin to pity people. You begin to have that compassion. You begin to have that patience. And to say, they're not powerful at all. They're weak. They're weak. Angry people who make a practice of being angry all the time are actually very weak people. They're not powerful. The people that love to parade their name, their title, position, they're, they're very sad people, actually. Deep down. They're very lonely, insecure. Sad. It's very sad. Sad. And the people that take me on sometimes, I'm going to write a letter to the archbishop about you, and I'm going to destroy you, and I'm going to bring you down, and I'm going to get rid of you, and I say, make my day. Make my day. You don't have any power. You think you do. And over a while, you get to realize, more often than not, these people aren't really mad at you. They're not really taking you on. They're just manifesting their own inner turmoil. As a priest, I know that. When sometimes people see the collar that I wear, it triggers for them something. It could be authority issues. More often than not, it's about authority issues. And more often than not, it goes back to their father or their mother. As they're ranting and raving... And they say, don't you have anything to say? And I'll say, "Mm, were you hurt by your dad? (laughs) Yes. And they break down. They're not taking you on. There's something else going on. But if you allow them, they will make you sick. And you'll take on their problem. And that becomes the antagonistic symbiotic. Relationship. Their power you've allowed to make you sick. Now you're sick and make them even sicker, and it's called mutually assured destruction over time. Which is why a lot of people have to walk away from those relationships if they can't learn how to manage the power struggle. And throughout, his life, our Lord often had to just simply walk away from these situations. In fact, we're told after the Pharisees and Sadducees were trying to tr- entrap him with his speech and, and this and that and then all the miracles and people were clawing at him, Jesus, Jesus, more, more, more. He, he just said, I've got to go to the desert. I, I, I have to get out of here. And he would leave. He would not walk away mad He just walked away. Don't walk away mad, dear friends. Just walk away. Because sometimes you cannot take this stuff on. Sometimes it's just too much. And you've had a rough day, and you've had a rough go at it, and you just get quiet before it. And they keep ranting and raving, hey, uh, uh, uh." oh, please. And you just get up and walk away. It drives them nuts. But it works. And you're not getting in the way of that disease. You're putting on your mask and you're saying, I'm going over there. Now, it's not easy. Every situation is a little different. But you know how it can work. The important thing I want to leave you with is the power of prayer. In those moments get quiet, and pray to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be patient, to say less is to do more. Say less is to do more. And not take them on if you don't know how to do it. Years ago at St. Matthew's Cathedral, I remember preaching and this guy came down the aisle. It was a packed church and we didn't have good ushers like we do here and for security and safety and vigilance, but this guy was on drugs and just wild. He came down that aisle with this big baseball and this bat. I thought he was ready to, you know, play ball. And he came down that aisle, and he started winding this ball up. And he was getting closer and closer and closer right there, and he stood right outside the sanctuary and he was ready to just belt me with this ball and I stopped and I said welcome it's nice to have you here is there something we can do for you my instinct was run but I had a moment to pray and I thought, come, Holy Spirit. And that was, I think, a gift from the Holy Spirit to de escalate the situation calm, peaceful, gentle. The man looked at me, put his ball down, put his bat down, turned around, and walked out. Okay. I was lucky. Maybe, or maybe it was just a moment of my recognizing that some situations I can't control, but I'm going to call upon the power of God, the name of Jesus, ask for some angels, especially St. Jude, for desperate cases, and it might work. In fact, it does work. So I just want to leave that with you today, that our Lord is asking us to love our enemies in this very sophisticated way, you get an insight into antagonistic symbiosis you know what I'm talking about and it can work and then again as he often does he walks away not mad he just walks away